My family gets the 90 days they're entitled to, and not a minute less. If you'd done what you promised, I wouldn't have to be here. If it's about family, I say do whatever you gotta do. That doesn't matter what lines are crossed. Pearson, season one, episode three is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about the union leader, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with a guy who would never leave a long voicemail. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, um, as far as long voicemails go, I think I've left a few. I, yes. I can't, you know, who among us have not? You know, you get a little lonely, you have a glass of wine or a bottle or two or something like that, and you just make one of those phone calls that you're going to regret. And in this episode of Pearson, it looks like Jessica is making phone calls that I regret for her. Mm -hmm. Jeff Malone has picked his lane. He said, I don't want to be involved in your nonsense, lady. Leave that man alone. Leave him where he is. You're all on the phone like, I miss you, sugar. Yeah. Uh, bro, chill out. Chill this out. We got things to do here. for Jessica all around. You know, um, th this is, Jessica is telling, you know, Jeff Malone and is crying and just like, I'm not having fun. And Jessica, relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This the show's kinda yeah. like we talk about how dark I felt it is, seen. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no joy in Pearson as of yet. Yeah, there's I'm not, not it's not like fun like I was in New York. Yeah, like if you know, again, dark and greedy in Chicago, but fun and jovial in New York, where we saw Jessica do very very much work like this. And not struggle with it as much. You know, in this episode, she leverages a man's family to get him to do what he wants, which we've seen. That's a classic Suits move. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, I think we've ever seen Jessica kind of crumble about it. You know, she didn't do she didn't want to use this man's son addiction against him. And but she does what she needs to do to put a potentially a shady alderman in a position to get a bunch of uh, workers to well to get them out of their union or to get a bunch of people hired in a non-union way. Mm -hmm. And then she just stands outside on the corner and she's trembling because she's like, I, 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 I don't want to do this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like this. I'm thinking, Jessica, you've been like this your whole life. You've been working for the big corporate people forever. Je Harvey and Mike have been leveraging people's uh, <laughs> like relationships and divorces and all kinds of stuff, addictions, all kinds of stuff for, right. for nine seasons of Suits. We get to one season of Pearson. She's like, whoo, this is a lot. And I think she's, you know, very much mirroring what the audience is seeing. Like, this is kind of heavy. Yeah. I guess that maybe like the ramifications of what went on in Suits wasn't like directly like impacting the little guy. Yeah, they were. I think so. I think like maybe think like further of, down the food chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times it was big corporation versus the like big corporation. Uh, and so they would be helping another big corporation get over on another mm -hmm. or a slightly smaller corporation. But I, mean, I think we saw Harvey try to shut down like the nurses union or something like that one time. It yeah. was a it was a lot. So in there fairness, they were holding out. They were they were holding out. If you just folded, Sister Mary Clarence, this wouldn't even be a problem, yeah. you know. Uh, but that was but, the, the break the union that time. They don't mind, and yeah. so for here, Jessica is really you know she's struggling with some of these decisions. It's it's not a good sign. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, I will say that uh, today we're recording this on a Tuesday, February 1st, a big day for a bunch of reasons. One, uh, Chappelle has just kicked off a brand new podcast called Recap Kickback. Yes, it is Thursday, February 1st. Happy uh, Black History Month to all who observe and to those who don't observe. Happy Black History Month to you too because it's here. It's here and you can't do nothing about it. Guess what? 
The Recap Kickback is here as well, and I'm the host. Thank you so much, Rob, for allowing me to kind of go on a journey on my own, podcasting about stuff that I want to talk about yeah. and uh, with people that I want to talk about it with, and I just get to do whatever I want. Rob, hopefully you come visit, but for the, for right now, thank you so much for just helping me get this all off the ground, and I really hope some of the listeners from Suits Yourself uh, and for our Suits content and our piercing content will take a look at what we have going on on Recap Kickback and check it out. Yes, much like Jessica, Chappelle has his own show now, but that he will not mm-hmm. be leaving our other podcasts uh, in the way that Jessica flat out left everybody from the old uh i don't even remember the 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 call letters anymore of it's been a couple of weeks of uh you know specter lit williams wheeler zane DSLWW. yeah this point mm-hmm. Jessica just, you know left them high and dry Chappelle's not doing that but then also of course you know with it being the beginning of black history month went on the peacock this morning and they mm-hmm. said like oh you know black voices and they had the three faces of the the black voices of peacock and one of them is jessica pearson hey uh who are the other faces of let the me black look voices let me look real quick of the the really black voices of peacock let's yeah, see yeah it's like the black the about the black mount rushmore of peacock i, mm-hmm. I really kind of want to know yeah, uh, you know, what? give me a second. Let me like may have to log in on my uh, on my phone real quick. <laughs> Might have to go see. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. I have not logged into Peacock on this device. For shame! Listen, uh, yeah, it's an honor to start this, and it's an honor to drop the first podcast during Black History Month. Mari and I have dropped our uh, pod, like our first episode. We're calling this Top Five February, where we just go through it every week. We're gonna rank the top five of any Black genre of of media so this particular week we dropped an episode uh called for black biopics and uh yeah mari has some faves i have some faves where we polled the listeners and our families because we didn't have no listeners yet and we really tried to figure out what do they rank as their top five and then we talked about it debated it and then next week we're going to do the same with top five uh dramas uh so if you are a fan of me and you want to check out what I'm talking about over there, or recapkickback.com and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash recapkickback. Uh, and you can let us know in the comments what you think about it. If you could go throw me some five-star reviews over there, that would be lovely. Even if you don't listen, go to mm-hmm. the reviews. Like, subscribe, review. So help people, the other people find the podcast in the same way that you all found Suit Yourself. Okay. Um, looks like uh, Black Klansman is also another thing on Peacock that you could watch. Mm-hmm. The big three. <laughs> the big three. Yeah, Black Klansman, Jessica Pearson. Oh, I'm looking. Uh, that's Denzel Washington's uh son, John, John Washington or David Washington Jr. or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever his name is, I guess it's not a junior if it's Denzel Washington's son. But yeah, I see the uh, I see the icon as well. Yeah, Jessica's yeah, the face really, of it. Yeah, she's in the middle. Peacock is really taking the moment to amplify some black voices, and so maybe if I'm looking for black content during February and for Black History Month to talk about on. Uh, recap kickback. Maybe I'll find some of it there. Okay. All right. So, Chappelle, um, I guess like uh, maybe I'm not super excited to talk about a Pearson episode three, but uh, can you give some other suits news? Uh, yeah. So I did see it suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. Uh, people have been reporting that uh, there might be a suits, another suits reunion in the mix uh, for a Super Bowl commercial. Rob, yeah, did you see that? A suit. Super Bowl commercial? Yeah. Super Bowl it looks like commercial. that there's going to be, it looks like that Lewis and Donna 
And mm-hmm. Jessica seemed to be reuniting for a commercial for Elf Cosmetics. Kind of not, would not have been my first guess. No, but we've seen them deal with cosmetic companies before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that one Sleep, company that Lewis had that client. And Lewis's sister, I think, works on something very similar to that as well. Katrina yeah. is really her bag, I think. Uh, but yeah, we get another Suits reunion coming up. Uh, and Suits also, uh, you know, in 2023, beat The Office for streaming records. Mm-hmm. So apparently people love rewatching The Office, but Suits took over that spot in 2023 um, after uh, nearly 10 years, uh, I think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and so Suits has not been in the rankings and has come out to beat the office for the streaming record in 2023. Okay. All right. Um, back to the union leader. Episode ended on kind of a surprising note. Uh, I know we've seen like uh, Jessica being like photographed at the end of these episodes, but looks like uh, is there a Rico case in our future? Oh, my God. Rico case. Rico. There's so, uh, you know, front of mind now. There's so many people catching Rico cases. Hell, even Young Thug and YSL is catching Rico cases. And Rob, I've been following that trial closely. It's not looking great. Not looking great. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll talk about it on a kickback. But here we have, it's very clear that someone is invest- investigating Jessica. So we know Jessica is working with the, the mayor. We know Pat McCann was not feeling Jessica. But it seems like in this episode that we're going to have an alliance between Pat McCann and Jessica to some extent where Pat tries to influence his will over the mayor's office. And Jessica tries to find ways of giving Pat what he wants without giving Pat what he wants. And so um, somebody has an eye on that. And they're probably going to try to connect Jessica to the shady, shady dealings of Pat McCann. I just don't know if we know who that person is yet because uh, it looks like this person is outside of our normal character group uh, for them to, you know, be presenting this information in a way that Jessica doesn't know it. Uh, Does Jessica need to get arrested so Harvey can come in and represent her? Huh. We've seen a couple of Harvey's friends in the interrogation room before, including Harvey. And so I don't think it would be out of the question to have Jessica get arrested because that's the thing. She doesn't have a license at all. Now, Harvey, who is no longer practicing law uh, in... uh, well, I well, I guess he's he's but working for Mike's cli- uh, no, no. This is you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. So mm-hmm. this, first off, I think this happened. Uh, so does this does Pearson take place in between Suits season eight and nine, or at best maybe it takes place at the same time as Suits yeah, season during. nine? You're you're thinking about things after the Suits finale, which hasn't is is still weeks away from even airing on television. That's true. I do think that Harvey might have a difficult time representing Jessica because when is he going to find the time, <laughs> I don't you know, know. the actual time to do it? We just watched the whole season of Harvey going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him to find the time, there might be a struggle. But maybe Mike Ross might be able to slide in and, yeah. and do Jessica a favor. Who would you rather see? Harvey come in and defend Jessica or... or you know, what, about, what if we find out this way Robert Zane was all through season nine of Suits? Ooh. Robert James been slipping off to help his good friend Jessica. That wouldn't be out of the question. I think mm-hmm. that we've seen before that they have a good working relationship. Uh, maybe, yeah, I could see that as well. I think there's a few people. We even get a Donna name drop in this episode. So the Suits people are in the atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah, there's some uh, Suits stuff going on. And there's uh, definitely talk about like uh, life back in New York and what it was like and how she could just like snap her fingers and get her way. That's not how we do it in Chicago. Yeah, especially with her assistant having so many opinions about things. You know, it's like Jessica says, hey, Yoli, 
I was thinking that you do this, this, and this. And Yoli's like, do you mind if I push back on that a little bit? I, think, <laughs> I, hate I actually that. think I have. I hate that. Yeah, I actually think I have a person for you. So Yoli even Yoli comes to Jessica with a solution to Jessica's problem and says, I you want a new a new alderman? I got a guy from you, Carlos Salazar. And for a second, Yoli's very excited. She's like, I vetted this guy, I've been following him for years. He's a hometown hero. He does grassroots. He's Latino. You're Latina, right? Question mark. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then this would be your guy. And Jessica's like, I didn't ask you to do all that. What I want is my coffee and I want it done the right way. And I want the filing system done. And I want you to go and find out information about these people, including this Betsy woman who's being uh, brought up as a new candidate for Alderman and get that information back to me. Do you understand that? And Yoli's like, yeah, cool. I, I can do that. But she's struggling in this position. And uh, her and Jessica are not on the same page when it comes to what Jessica wants and needs versus what Yoli can provide. Yeah. She's no Mike Ross. She's no Mike Ross. Um, that uh, Yoli is uh, going back and forth a lot with uh, who is the PR guy for the mayor? This is Derek. So Derek is, you know, the person who's handling all the, the mayor's uh, the like news reports and stuff like that. A chief what, press secretary, I think, is his role. And so, yeah, that's what he does. And him and Yoli are beefing because. Well, Derek is the one who fired Yoli, essentially, when Yoli was uh, dragging Jessica for coming in and being disbarred and all the shady dealings. But now he's kind of surprised to look up and see that Yoli is now working with Jessica or for Jessica. And those two now have to figure out how to put bygones, let bygones be bygones and work together. Um, But yeah, there seems to be a lot of, you know, playoff of each other for Derek and Yoli. And then also Derek and Carrie, uh, the the mayor's assistant slash uh, side piece, um, you know, it's not looking great for them, but Derek, I think, is starting to notice that Carrie's feeling the type of way about being in a relationship, even though she's not in a relationship. She's mm-hmm. lying and saying she's seeing people, but she's not seeing people. She's staying late. Derek has walked in a couple times on that kind of stuff. I think Uh-oh. it might become very clear very soon that Carrie and the mayor have a relationship that might be a little inappropriate. Chappelle, there are six people that are in the main cast of Pearson. Can you name them? Their names or the actors? Because no. No, not the actors. Just the, the, okay. the what? who are the six characters that are in the main cast of Pearson? Okay. So you got Jessica Pearson. You have uh, the mayor, Bobby. No. And not the mayor, Bobby, Bobby? is not. He is a guest star. He is not in the main cast of Pearson. Okay. Well, I was going to guess Bobby's brother, but if Bobby ain't in it. Then uh, I don't Bobby's brother, brother is the brother? in the main cast. Okay. All right. We got action. Nick D'Amato is is I Nick, be, is Nick D'Amato is one of the six principal actors. Okay. So you got Jessica. You got Nick. Do we have, show me Carrie? Carrie. Yes. All right. Carrie is in the main cast. All right. Let's think about it. Um, do we get not Yoli? I feel like she's she's too you know she's too new. Um. Jessica, Nick, not Pat McCann, Yoli. What about Aunt Lily? Is that her name? No, she is not. Eh. Ooh. Okay, this is my third strike. I'm giving up after this one. Uh, Show me Angela. Angela is in the main cast. Yeah. All right. That's three, right? You get four. Okay. Oh, I went four. Um, Wow, this is tough. Um. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I gotta take the L on this yeah. one. What, who Derek are the last and Yoli. Those are those are the. That's the main cast Dang. of Pearson. Okay. Well, I guess that might mean more to come for Yoli and Derek and their relationship, and even mm-hmm. more more to come for Derek yeah. and Yoli in general. I think they, that they a lot might of be the new uh, Mike and Rachel. I feel it. 
I do. I see it a little bit because they're single and they're both there. You know, so I, I, you got to have a romance in here somewhere. People aren't going to latch on to mm-hmm. this. And with Jeff Malone gone, yeah. I think it's safe to assume that it won't be Jessica. So, yeah, maybe we'll see the Yoli and Derek uh, ship happening soon. Did Isabella Areza, who plays Yoli, marry anybody famous? Ooh, why, why would you ask that? <laughs> Do you think she might be leaving the show soon to go, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be married to somebody in royalty? Mm. No. Let's see. I don't. That doesn't seem <laughs> like it uh, yet. Okay. Well, okay. you know, don't don't hold out. Look, don't let uh, let go of hope here because I'm sure Rachel Zane did not know that she was going to go become royalty halfway through yeah. a, a show <laughs> that will now be fam- more famous than it was in the real time now. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Isabel Ariza could uh, end up, you know, the queen or king or something, mm-hmm. something somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Jessica has like this interesting relationship with uh, Pat McGann, which like seemed like openly antagonistic, like in the beginning. Certainly he seems like, oh, he's the big bad of the series. But now, like by the end of this episode, he's like, hey, when are we having dinner? Him and Jessica keep making the running joke that they need to go to dinner and talk. Right. And they do. They meet once or twice. Um, but yeah, this is a very different field than that episode of Suits, that crossover episode where uh, Pat McGann, it feels like he's trying to have Jessica murdered even. You know, there are moments where Jessica's like meeting Bobby under the bridge and we're like, oh my God, are you coming after Jessica? But I think now that Jessica works in the the mayor's office, um, they're incentivized to work together. He has things that he likes to, to do that he's used to being able to get his way doing in the mayor's office. You know, it's like, establishing people for uh, these positions in leadership. And Jessica is used to doing what she wants to do. And so she's kind of looking at Pat McGann, like, I hear that you're making demands, but I don't work for you. And so she also knows that he does not have her neighborhood's best interests in heart. By her neighborhood, I mean her family's neighborhood, because Jessica's neighborhood's fine. You know, mm-hmm. she she's fine. I've seen that apartment several times over a house, what mansion, whatever that is. It's it's fine. But Jessica really wants to look out for her family and Pat McCann is going to use her family against her to make sure that Jessica does what he wants. Yeah, and so when Jessica is uh, not giving Pat McGann what he wants, which is Betsy Sullivan to be the alderman, Pat McGann pushes back by uh speeding up the eviction of Angela. Mm-hmm. The projects are supposed to be getting vacated due to the, the, you know, the drama we've seen in the first couple of episodes. This is why Jessica was essentially brought in to save this housing project. Well, guess what? It's not working. And now because she won't allow the the mayor, well, Pat McGann to um, nominate somebody to be alderman, uh, she's now is being punished. You know, so he's like, OK, cool. Now your family has to get out. And instead of having 90 days, they have a week or something of that nature. And so uh, Jessica's like, OK. I need you to get off my family's back. So I'll give you something that you want. We can work together and we'll figure it out. Now, Jessica does have to go destroy someone else's life in the meantime by doing that. Uh, so she she finds out about this construction worker guy, like the head of the union and stuff, or the head of the construction company. He says, hey, I can't give you non-union labor. I'm sorry, my people. This is my family. I got to do whatever it takes to t- protect their fam- my family. But Jessica says, okay, cool. Well, let's talk about your brother's addiction. I mean, your mm-hmm. son's addiction. And then the guy's like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about that. So to keep that under wraps, they throw him a little money and they leverage that and say, all right, you do this for us. We won't bring up your son's addiction and your, and your issues. With, and we, we, we'll get the money out, you know, the monkey off your back when it comes to the money. And in the meantime, we're going to hire a bunch of people for, you know, and underpay them, basically. <laughs> no benefits, no union workers, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so Jessica is, you know, really torn about whether or not that she wants to do this. Uh, even the guy is like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, you're destroying my family. These people are my families. I go to their weddings and when they have a child, we're there. We we work like you're supposed to be helping the little guy. I was helping the little guy getting a bunch of people hired outside of the union. They're not going to get the benefits that we've promised them. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like. I got to pick my family over your family. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially where this happens. Yeah. I got to choose like the lesser of all these evils. And I guess uh, the ultimate evil would be to give Pat McGann what he wants, where uh, he's going to put this woman as alderman and she's going to break up the the union. Uh, yeah. Jessica was not impressed with Betsy Sullivan when they had lunch. Yeah, Jessica Jessica talked to Betsy Sullivan and he's like, hey, you know, I hear that you think you know what's best for this uh, area. And Betsy's like, yeah, of course. I, I grew up privileged and I've always wanted to help the poor. Call it guilt, call it whatever. But that's what it is. I, they, I wanted to save them. Just like, so why did you build the factory over there? And she's like, yeah, we built it because it brought a lot of jobs, non-union jobs. Good jobs, mm -hmm. jobs nonetheless. And so Jessica knows the voters are not going to love that. And so that she's trying to make sure that Pat McGann doesn't get his way because this is an election year and it's going to look really bad for Bobby if he's got a lot of people hired in a non-union way uh, and so uh, or brought in somebody who is shutting down the union. So G has to go and give Pat McGann what he wants by getting the union shut down, essentially, um, but not at the expense of Bobby's campaign. OK, um, so Angela after she gets the rushed up eviction notice uh, that her move is to go to city hall and to try to like make something happen on her own. Yeah. And this is a fight we've seen a thousand times in life is just, you feel like I have a complaint and I know other people have this complaint because I've been talking to people and they too complain. And then you go to city hall and there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of like paperwork to be done. And they say, can you get out the way? We're not really talking about this right now. And so Jessica peeps it. And that's when she steps in and knows that she has to do something about this. Um, and this is good. This is good for her and Angela's relationship because Angela does not like Jessica. She thinks Jessica is just here throwing her money around for a little time, like for a little bit because she got disbarred and this, the moment she gets back on her feet, she's dipping out. Um, Angela was even upset with her mom for talking to Jessica about it. She's like, why'd you mm -hmm. go to Jessica about our problems and not me? And the mom's like, because she works for the mayor. She's like, yeah, but you used to come to me. What's yeah, that about? She's rich. So there might yeah. Right. She has money and she worked for the mayor. What you going to do? And so we, and you we know, never found out what she needed that two million dollars in an unmarked account was from Harvey. I don't even remember that. But yes, she did. She you don't remember she called that. up Harvey when she's like, I need two million dollars in an account. Don't yeah, ask me what it's goddamn for. Yeah, I thought we figured that out. She needed the money for something that we knew of. I forgot. Was it something with the housing project? I think it had something to do with that first case. I don't remember now, but no. it was very shady. And it, and if it hasn't come out yet, I'm sure it will. But yeah, this is Angela versus Jessica. And it, it seems like it's coming down to Angela's ego. She wants to protect no. her family and she wants to, she doesn't want to get ran over by this rich woman that she hasn't seen before. But at the same time, I think she kind of feels away because her, her mom doesn't come to her for her problems anymore. She goes directly to Jessica. But Jessica did a good job at the end. She comes in, she offers to babysit for Angela. She's helping with making the solar system. Yeah. And uh, Angela's kind of surprised that, you know, that Jessica would sign up for something like this. Babysitting one child is a lot. Babysitting two, it's crazy. And I don't know if Jessica has it in her, but she's willing to try in order to make amends with her family. Okay. So this is good. Yep. And then 
Should we talk a little bit about the love triangle, Carrie, Bobby, uh, Mrs. Novak? Oh, uh, that. So we saw where you know there was the Carrie and Bobby back and forth, but now all of a sudden, you know, um, Bobby is not being super receptive to Carrie on the phone. She's like, "Say my name, say my name. You're acting kind of shady. We're not calling, calling me, baby. me baby." Yeah. She's not. Why the sudden change? When no one is around you, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Say, say, baby, I love you. That's all she's asking for. And he's like, yeah, my wife is kind of always around. She just relapsed. I think she has MS. And so he's been trying to keep an eye on her. Kind of a bad guy, right? Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah, he's awful. He's off. Mm-hmm. This is this is bad. This is bad. You know, your your wife has a debilitating illness that I mean, it's really just attacking her. It's, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And you out here also cheating on her. Nasty business. Very Daniel Hardman, mm. if you will. You know, uh, but um, this is not okay for him, and it's definitely not okay with Carrie because she's like, I, I, I kind of miss you though. You can't check in. You can't call. She goes to this man's house. I don't know what it is about these adulterers that you just be like, I'm going to show up at the crib because Rachel Zane did the same thing. She's like knocking on her ex's door like, hey, boom, 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 boom. Is your wife in there? Like, yeah, she is. Oh, well, damn. Well, I was just going, you know, thought we was going to have sex. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I live here with somebody. It's 7 a.m. Everybody's home. And so uh, Carrie does the same thing. She shows up to Bobby's house and he's like, uh, can I help you, strange woman? She's like, yeah. Oh, where you been? Mm-hmm. I've been taking care of my sick wife. You mad about it? And so, yeah. Uh, she's she's in her feelings about it. And the wife, Mrs. Mrs. Bobby, she's like, what is happening? She's she can tell that Bobby's being a lot more attentive to her. And she thinks it's because she's feeling sick, not because, you know, she's his wife. Yeah. And then she's has to go to get some like experimental treatment, maybe the Mayo Clinic. And he says, I'm going to go with you. She's like, oh, yeah, right. Now, now you're going to act like you so care about me. Yeah. Right. So your little girlfriend must be mad at you or something. I wonder if Steph knows about the affair. Sometimes people be knowing and we just don't know that they know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to Carrie. Uh, we got to see a lot of it. Like they were like doing like some kind of a profile on her. And then she like was on like like giving a speech to like a bunch of young women. They're like, wow, you're pretty, you're a pretty rad role model. Um, and that kind of like she's like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but by the end of the episode, yeah, Bobby is calling her, but she's met like some photographer guy. Yeah, there's a photographer named Luke, I believe, who was very much hitting on her during the photo shoot that they did for when they were doing this news report on Carrie as an alum of that school and just saying, like, Carrie has made it. She's a woman in the industry. She's balancing life and 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 work and family, you know, dating in the real world and trying to be a professional. And she's a kick-ass woman who's doing it for herself, you know? And so she's the poster child of that. And he's very much into it. And so he's flirting with her. And she's worried about Bobby. But by the end, she's ignoring Bobby's phone call and having a conversation with Luke. So maybe Luke and Carrie might be a thing. But you're right. That conversation with the with the students really is what tips Carrie over the edge because she's already feeling unappreciated as the side chick, but she also is like hearing the words they're saying and they're hitting too close to home. They're like, Oh my God, so much integrity, so much class. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could just be like you, Carrie, someone who would never sleep with your, your boss, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Would never commit adultery with uh, a man who is married to a woman who is dying potentially, you know, uh, you would never do that, Carrie, right? You're one of us. You're one Mm -hmm. of the good ones. And Carrie's like, yeah, no, so she's got a lot to think about. Hopefully she stands up, you know, stand up, find love, find love somewhere else. But right now it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to say? 
Chappelle about this episode? Nope, not fun episode to talk about. It was just an episode, you know. It yeah. was like, am I trending I up? Like the episode, same. No. This is probably like I enjoyed the last episode better. I will yeah. say that. So okay. the last episode was a little bit more fun, but not much. I thought this you know, was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, I don't think any can openers are going to be given no out. No can openers. I don't know yeah. what the what the Pearson equivalent of a can opener is. Uh, all right, who gets the who gets the Pearson Liddy? What what do we call the it? Jesse Liddy? The, the Jesse. We had a name for this. We thing, did. And I don't remember what I don't it was. Think so. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, the gritty. I think. <laughs> the grit. Yeah, the gritty. Yeah. Um. You gotta give it to Jessica, yeah. right? I, I don't know. Jessica. She's probably gonna, she's gonna sweep sweep everybody yeah. with this one. Okay. Then we give out a gritty last episode. Chappelle. Then uh, we have some late breaking suits news are happening now, according Yay. to the Hollywood Reporter. Again, here on February first. Your friend and mine, recent guest of the Suits Yourself podcast, Aaron Korsh, is going to be uh, making the pilot of Suits LA. Yes. Um, I thought we broke that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody picked it up. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, this is so funny. Thank you, The Hollywood Reporter, for our mm -hmm. breaking news. Yeah. We definitely. We definitely did this, right? Like, yeah, we this did this. A... Okay. Uh, so okay. the show is going to be filming, going back to the Suits roots, uh, back to Canada, but not this time the West Coast of Canada. The show is on a pretty fast track. Production's going to start in Vancouver, uh, which could put it in play for the 2024-2025 season, uh, which means there could be Suits as soon as this fall, Chappelle. If Suits is back up, this fall. We are going to be sitting pretty as the preeminent Suits podcast. Yeah, We got the gonna, feed. Well, we got the group. We got the, feed. we got the interview with Aaron Korsh that we could re-release in the fall when this happens. Wink, wink. You know, uh, I'm just saying we got this. I think that even though we're not getting the credit for breaking the news here, when the people come back in the fall, Rob, we got to revamp Suits Yourself. Uh, it won't be daily, but... Do we do we rob the listeners of this? I feel like we have to close the book on suits and it's not yet finished. Oh, you mean like are you're asking are we gonna are we gonna podcast suits LA? Are you asking that question? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm actually yes, absolutely. Uh, I guess we'll have to ask the listeners if they would want us to. Yeah, let's listen, listeners, let us know because I'm I'm telling y'all, y'all don't see Rob. I'm looking at his face. He's looking like, I don't know about that. And mm -hmm. so if you could go and leave us some five-star reviews and some ratings and tell like, us. We got to see. Yeah, Suits LA. Get, leave me, like, put, it in, put it in the comments. Put it on, the, on Twitter or something because we need Rob to let us come back for this because Pearson is only going to last us a few more weeks and then there's going to be a hiatus until Suits LA starts. Mm -hmm. And during that hiatus, Rob, because a very busy man, we might not be able to talk about it. But if y'all say that you want it, this is what we're doing. Suits LA, Suit Yourself. Run it back, y'all. So let's let's get those comments and reviews in so that people know that, Rob, we need the suits. Okay, Suits LA may be coming this fall. Look for the uh, some news on the pilot. All right, Chappelle, then let's leave it there for Pearson for this week. We'll come back uh, next Thursday to talk about Pearson episode four. Of course, uh, we heard about uh, your uh, big project that you just got. Uh, the pilot is out. Yeah, it's out. 
Go to uh, recapkickback.com and subscribe. No different than how we went to suitspodcast.com. Y'all, we're going to have a Facebook page and everything just like this. When I when when I get the page and stuff up and running, we start letting people in. Of course, you all will be the first to know on Suit Yourself and the suitspodcast.com Facebook page. So please, uh, you know, stay tuned subscribe to that and then let me know what you want to talk about on there because i'm talking about a lot of entertainment television i'm definitely going to focus on a lot of black television as well and different uh you know genres of media but if y'all got some requests i mean i'm just saying i'm not i might move the suits associates to the front of the line okay there you go all right recap kickback Dot com. Of course, uh, check out everything else we've going on at robhasawebsite.com. Chappelle, where could people keep up with you? At Recap Kickback on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. I want to, yeah, start tweeting at Recap Kickback. We're going to make it a movement. You can follow me at Twitter on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. But honestly, Recap Kickback is where I'm going to be spending a lot of time yet. So uh, welcome to the kickback. Let me know what you think. And then, uh, of course, keep sending those tweets in to let us know that you're listening and that you're enjoying the podcast. Five-star reviews only, of course. Okay. And I'm at Rob Cistrino. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.